Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Rosh Hashanah daf Yud Ches. We left off on daf Yud Zayin Amud Beis. We are at Toshima, about six lines from the end of the page. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, by the Newmans in honor of Eliza and AJ's wedding, by Vivian and Menachem Rosenberg and family to commemorate the Shloshim of Menachem's father, Yisrael ben Avram, Moshe, Zechor Levracha, on the 29th of Cheshvan, by Henry Orlinsky, Lizech Nishmas Harabinit, Fredel Weiss, Allah Shalom, mother of Rav by Daniel and Etty Hirschberg in memory of their cousin Rabbi David Keen, Allah Shalom, who passed away at an untimely age this week. Rabbi Keen had smicha from YU and was known for his chesed as a hospital chaplain. And also, Li'ilo Nishmas Yeshaya Naftali Hertz, Ben Moshe Aaron, Neil Tuli Auerbach by Cindy and Avi Schreier and family. We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So we are holding again Yudzayin and Beis and we're in the middle of discussing when it is that Hashem tears up a Gzar Din and when does He not tear up a Gzar Din. So we're in the middle of asking all of these different questions on the idea that Tshuva has the ability to tear up a Gzar Din. So we're going to have one final question on that idea, one final challenge to that idea where it seems that Tshuva does not have the ability to tear up a Gzar Din. And then the Gemara is going to discuss how it is that you can have two people in the same situation and yet they have different results. The two people in the same hospital room with the same illness, with the same condition, and one of them makes it, and the other one doesn't. What's, how do we explain that phenomenon? Then the Gemara is going to discuss the power of a Gzardin with a Shavuah, that if Hashem takes a Shavuah together with the Gzardin, so that's like the kind of Gzardin that was made against the base Eili, and we're going to talk a little bit about that Gzardin against the base Eili, and if there's any way around that Gzardin against the base Eili, then the Gemara is going to ask a stira between, on the one hand, we have Dir Shu Hashem Bihimatso, that the time to approach HaKadosh Baruch is when he makes himself available, that there are specific times where Hashem is available. Yet on the other hand, whenever we call out to Hashem, so which is it? Do we get to call out to Hashem whenever we want and he's always available? Or is it only at specific times? And then we're also going to describe why it is that the Mishnah, uh, when it talks about uh, the judgment of people on Rosh Hashanah, it says that, what does the term Kivnei Maron actually mean? And then on the bottom of Amaral, we're going to shift gears. The Mishnah, is going to talk about the six months of the year that it was important for Shluchei Beisdin to go out and let people know about the Kiddush HaChodesh because there were going to be important events that were happening that month, important dates that were happening that month so it was very important during those six months that we knew exactly when Rosh Chodesh was. The Gemara is going to discuss the difference between Tisha B'Av versus other fasts because we, the Shluchim would go out just to tell people when Tisha B'Av is going to be uh, so why not have that by every single fast on the calendar? Then the Gemara is going to have a machlokas in how to identify when the Pasuk says Tzom Ha'asiri, which fast that's talking about, and how that's going to fit in in the sequence in the Pasuk, because the Pasuk lists a whole bunch of fasts, and according to one of the opinions of what Tzom Ha'asiri is referring to, chronologically it was really the first one, even though it's listed last in the uh, in the Pasuk, so we're going to have a machlokas about what Tzom Ha'asiri really means, and then at the end of the daf we're going to have a machlokas about Megillus Tainus, the list of days that uh, we're not allowed to have Hesped and we're not allowed to have Tainus because they were Yom Tovim, they were declared as Quasi Yom Tovim, is it, do we assume Batla Megillus Tainus or do we assume Lo Batla Megillus Tainus, do we assume Megillus Tainus is still in effect or not, so that's going to be at the very end of the daf, so we left off at Tashima.
a fourth and final challenge to the idea that uh, to, that, that tshuva can tear up an already existing gzardin. So shalom baluria hagiyoris says from gamliel baluria hagiyoris says from gamliel the following ksiv b'taraschem. It says in your Torah asher lo yisapanim that Hakadosh Baruch doesn't show favor to to uh, doesn't play favorites. He doesn't show favor to anybody because they're great or because they're rich or because they're powerful. Uksiv yis Hashem panavelecha. But the pasuk says Hashem is no sepanim to those who. Uh, who he judges. So Nitbala Rabbi Yosei HaKohen, Rabbi Yosei HaKohen uh, decided he was going to be the one to answer this question. Amar and he said, Em shalucha mashal ma'adavar domeh. Let me give you a mashal. Lo'adam shenosha b'chavei ramana. A person owes his friend a hundred dollars. V'kavlo's man b'fnei ha'melech. And he promises to pay him back by a certain time in front of the king. He makes the promise in front of the king which gives a little bit of uh, teeth to the promise because they, they, not only was there, uh, was there a witness but it was the king who was the witness but then he went further. And he swore to his friend, I'll pay you back by this time, and I swear by the life of the king that I'm going to do so. He gives man and then the time came and he didn't pay him back. So he went to apologize to the king and to ask Mechila, I swore by your life, and now I didn't pay it back. So the king says to him, Elboni Machalach, the Bizionis you showed me by swearing by my life and then not following through on it, I could be Mokhul that, but you still owe $100. But you still need to go to the other guy because you still uh, you still owe him the money so Hachanami over here also uh, with the steer of the Pesukim whether HaKadosh Baruch is no Sipanam or not is Kan Ba'avir Shvelon Mamakom when it says Yisha Hashem Panav Eilecha Hashem can show us all the favor he wants when it's a sin toward him but Kan Ba'avir Shvelon Mechavero but when it comes to Ha'avir Shvelon Mechavero we need to go to Chavero it's not it's not Hashem's uh, elbow to forgive it's not Hashem's Bizayon to forgive Ad Shabar Rabbi Kiva and that was the answer that was accepted until Rabbi Akiva came and gave a different answer. And Rabbi Akiva said, "Kan kodem gzardin, kan gzardin." That before the gzardin, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is no sepanim to klal Yisrael. He shows us favor, but after the gzardin, it's too late. You cannot be korea the gzardin anymore. So you see from here that a gzardin does not get torn up, uh, even al yidei tshuva. That liachar gzardin, there's no more nesias panim to klal Yisrael. If we assume Rabbi Akiva's answer to this question is correct then we have a challenge on the idea that tshuva could always be mekareh gzardin, because here you see that it's not mekareh gzardin. Since it's a gemara, hachanami biyachid, when Rabbi Kiva says that Kodesh Baruch is not milsi panim, that, that, that's after the gzardin, after the gzardin, that's dafko by yachid, that Hashem is not going to be korea after the Gzardin. But when it comes to Tzibur, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be Korea after the Gzardin, Al Yidei Tshuva. Now, why did Rabbi Kiva have to give an answer to begin with? Meaning, we already had an answer. We had a whole muscle with a king and an answer. The difference between Menon Chaver and Menon Makom. What was wrong with that answer? That answer seems to work. So in the Sefer Karban Reishas, he suggests that if you look in the Sugi at the end of Masechus Yuma, and Daf Peheim and Beis, the Gemara Darshins, Rabbi Lazar Ben Azariah Darshins, from Kol Chatoseichim Lefnei Hashem Titaru, that Averish Makom. Uh, are, are atoned for in Yom Kippur, but Menon Mechaveru Yom Kippur is not going to be Mechaper for, because the Nesiyas Panam Yisrael is Dafka B'Yom Kippurim, where there's no Rishos for the Yetzar Hara to be Mastin against us. And we say that Nesiyas Panam is on Yom Kippur, and that only works for Menon Makam, doesn't work for Menon Mechaveru. So that aligns very nicely with the first answer the Gemara gave, that Hashem will be no Se Panam, Rabbi Yosei Cohen's answer, that Hashem will be no Se Panam when it comes to Ben Adam, 
lemakom, and that's what Yom Kippur is all about for Ben Makom. But he's not going to say Panaman comes to Ben Lachaveru. But if you look in that sugya, Rabbi Akiva darshins the pasuk differently. So apparently, Rabbi Akiva doesn't learn that Yom Kippur is only mechaper for Ben Lachaveru, not Ben Lachaveru. Apparently, he doesn't make that distinction, and that's what motivates Rabbi Akiva to come and give a different distinction. That kan kodem gzardin and kan liachar gzardin, and it's that distinction that Rabbi Akiva makes that the Gemara over here uses as the challenge to the idea that tshuva could be mekarea gzardino. But at the end of the day, the way we seem to be setting up the rule is, can tshuva be korea gzardin? Yes, but only a gzardin, uh, a, 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 a gzardin shal rabin, but a gzardin shal yachid uh, is not going to be nikra even al yidei tshuva. Says the Gemara, mm, not so clear. Ugzardin yachid tanayihi. That, that even that which we said, that a gzardin shal yachid is never going to be torn up, that's really subject to a machlokas. Titania hayur Rabbi Meir Omer Shnayim Shalu Lamita. If you have two people that become ill, v'chol yon shava, they're suffering the same illness. They have the same prognosis. V'chein Shnayim Shalu Legardum Lidon. Two people that are being taken out to be judged on a dinay nefashos related uh, related matter. Uh, so v'dinon shava, and they both did the same crime. They should have the same fate. Zayar v'zeloyar. One of the people who was sick uh, got better, and the other one didn't. Zenitzal v'zelonitzal. One of the people that was being nidon. Got, got saved, the other one was not. How do you explain the discrepancy in what happened to each of them at the end? It must be one of them, Davindan, was answered, the other one was Davindan, was not, and Davindan was not answered. So that just shifts the question. Why was one of them answered and one of them not answered? The one that was answered must have Davindan really nicely. He must have had full kavana in his tefila and therefore and the one that did not daven properly, did not daven a tefillah shlema, was not properly answered. So you see, Maisim B'chol Yom, that things like this happen, that two people have the same illness and they suffer totally, and, and they, they, uh, they experience totally different uh, outcomes. So it must be that there's a difference in their tefillah. Rabbi Lazar Kan Kodim Gzardin, Kan Liachar Gzardin. The guy who was Nespal V'nana is because he davened before the Gzardin. The guy who was Nespal V'nana must have davened after it was too late after the Gzardin. So a different explanation. Not because Davin at Tefillah Shlema versus not at Tefillah Shlema. Could be they Davin with the same Kavana. Both Davin at Tefillah Shlema. But one Davin too late. One Davin after the Gzardin. Rabbi Yitzchak Amar Yafat Sokal Adam Bein Kodim Gzardin Bein Leachar Gzardin. Then no, if you Davin really well, it works even after the Gzardin. So you see that there's a machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yitzchak. That according to Rabbi Lazar, a Gzardin of a Yachid cannot be torn up. So if it's after the Gzardin, you're just too late to the show. Too late to uh, to be mispalal, and it's not going to help. Whereas according to Rabbi Yitzchak, it's always good to daven, even after gzardin, it's going to be helpful. So we see this very union of whether gzardin shaliachid can be torn up al yidei tefillah is in fact a machlokas tanaim. So now the Gemara goes back and asks, wait a second, about the gzardin shal tzibur, we said that can always be torn up. A gzardin shal tzibur, when people do tshuva, that could be torn up. Gzardin tzibur mi mikra, is that true? Meaning, we, we, we said right now that it's Tali and Yachid versus Tzibur, that Yachid is Machlokas Tanayim, whether it could be torn up. Tzibur, for sure, could be torn up. Is that true that it's Zardin Shal Tzibur could be torn up? We have one puzzle that says, 
Kabsi Meira Alibech, Yerushalayim Mantivashi, the Pasuk says that Shuvah works to be Mechapar on the Averos of the Tzibur, Uksiv, and yet the Pasuk also says, Kiim Techapsi Banesser Vitarbi Lachbaris Nichtam Avonech Lefanai, that Kosh Barkha says, even if you do Shuvah, the, the, the stain of your Avera is going to remain in front of me. So you see that Shuvah doesn't help to erase the stain of the Avera. So my love, Kan Kodum Gzardin, Kan Liachar Gzardin, how do we reconcile these Pesukim? Isn't the only way to reconcile it that before Gzardin you do Tshuva and you can t- and, and you can have a Kapara, but after the Gzardin it's too late? So even though we're talking about a Tzibur over here, it says, Merlo, Yidividi Lachar Gzardin, Melo Kasha, Kan Gzardin Sheishim Oshvua, Kan Gzardin Sheinim Oshvua, another nuance of, uh, of detail, another factor is introduced, that a Gzardin Shel Tzibur can be torn up, uh, even after the Gzardin, you can do Tshuva and tear up the Gzardin Shel Tzibur, but only if there's no Shavua together with the Gzardin. If there's a Shavua together with the Gzardin, then a Gzardin Shel Tzibur cannot be torn up. Where do we find a Gzardin that has a Shavua together with it? Kedrav Shmuel Barami, Dam Rav Shmuel Barami, Varmi Lam Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Am Rav Yonasan, Minayin the Gzardin Sheish Moshvu Sheinu Nikra, how do I know a Gzardin that has a Shavua accompanying it, that it doesn't get torn up? Shanamar, because the Pasuk says, when it talks about the two Bnei Eli, the sons of Eli that sinned, and they had a Gzera that they were going to die, Biyom Echad, and all of their children are Yamusu Anashim, they're all going to die young men. So it says, That Hashem took a Shavua, that no amount of Karbanos is going to be Mishaper for the, for the Bnei Eli. Uh, the, uh, the, the, even a Zevach and a, mich, and, and, and a Mincha, that, uh, the, the, and, and, uh, and apparently the sin of the Bnei Eli is considered an Avonat Tzibur, it's considered a communal Avera. Why is it considered a communal Avera? So the Ritva writes, because they were a Mishpacha Shlema Israel, they were a full uh, family in Klal Yisrael, so that counts as a, as a Tzibur. The Ran says differently, it's because the Gzardin was on all future generations. So if we're only on the Bnei Eli, so that's Yechidim, but it's on Bnei Eli, it's on all of the family of the Bnei Eli, so that's all future generations, and that's why it's considered Gzardin Shel Tzibur. But you see, here's a Gzardin Shieshimo Shvua, and that Gzardin is always in place. Amar Rava, Rava says, you know, when it says that there's not going to be a kapara for the Bnei Eli, it sounds so harsh, right? That they, even a zevach and a milcha is not going to be mischaper. Rava says, yeah, but mechlalav atoshavayahein. If you look carefully, it tells you what won't work, so you could figure out what will work to uh, to, to give uh, Bnei Eli some some sort of a longer lifespan. B'zevach milcha in a mischaper, av mischaper b'Torah, HaKadosh Baruch is giving us the hint that there is a way for them to have kapara. They could have kapara through Torah. Abayam that there are two things they could do, not only Torah, but also Kamil's Chasadim. Both Rabba and Abaye were, uh, were, were, were descendants of the base Eli. Rabba learned Torah and therefore he lived for 40 years. The base Eli are not supposed to live more than 18 years. He lived for 40 years, got an extra 22 years of life because he was also in Torah. Abaye was also in both Torah and Kamil's so he lived for uh, for sixty years. So uh, so you see that uh, the Torah and the Gemilus Chasadim are going to extend the life of the Bnei Eli. So it's interesting that the Gemara is very clear over here that Abaye was a Kohen that he uh, descended from the from the base from the from, from, I'm sorry the, the that uh, uh, I'm sorry the, the Gemara says that, yeah that Rabbah and Abaye were both uh, Kohanim. They descended from the base Eli. There's a Paras Yosef in the back of the Gemara Masechus Megillah of Zayin. The Gemara over there says that uh, that. 
that that uh, that that um, uh, the the, uh, the Rabba sent Mishloach Manos through Abaye. He used Abaye as, as a shliach to send Mishloach Manos. So it says Paras Yosef, Abaye was a Kohen. There's Allah, you're not allowed to be Mishtamish Bekohen. So how could it be that Rabba was Mishtamish Bekohen? It's Allah, Psukh, and Shulchan Arch. And Luchas and Siyas Kapayim, Sim you're not supposed to send the Kohen to do errands for you. So uh, so how is he allowed to send the Kohen to go and be Mishloach Manos? So the Paras Yosef says that you're allowed to be Mishtamish Bekohen if he's your Talmud. The Gemara says, Show is The says that a Talmud wants to be able to do uh, to do for the Rebbe, and that other Rebbe, he's supposed to be Mishamish Chamim. So, uh, so to prevent him from doing things like that is Monea Mimenu Chesed. In the Tshuvas Ksav Sofer, uh, he writes in Archaim Sim Tezvav that uh, that you sh- a Rav shouldn't tell this Talmud is going to do things because maybe the, the Talmud is not Mochel Belev Shalim, and he has to be he has to really want to do it. He has to want to do it on his own, but the Rebbe shouldn't tell the Talmud to do things if the Talmud is a Kohen. Paris Yosef also says, well, you know, it wasn't only Abaye who was a Kohen. Rabba was also a Kohen. So it says that Rabba sent Mishloach Manos through Abaye. Rabba could be Mishtamish B'Kohen. He's a Kohen himself, so a Kohen could be Mishtamish B'Kohen. And that's, uh, that, that's why it's not a problem at, at, at all. So based on that, that uh, a Rabba is allowed to be Mishtamish B'Tamidu a Kohen, in the Tshuva Zerachayim he was asked about going to a doctor who's a Kohen. Is that called being Mishtamish Kohen. So the answer is obvious that the Kohen is Mochel. He wants he also he wants to see patients. He became a doctor so that he could see patients. He didn't become a doctor so that no one will show up and uh, and because everyone's afraid to be Mishamish Bakoin. So obviously he's Mochel Belay Shalim in such a uh, such a case. Okay, so anyway, so that's how you can get around the curse of uh, the Bnei Eli, either by being Osik Torah, so that's partial uh, you get partial uh, kapara for that, or a Torah and Gemilus Chasadim, in which case the, the Abai lived for sixty years. There was one family where they were suffering these untimely deaths. Everyone was dying at the age of 18. They let Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai know about this and they asked him, why is this happening? Maybe you're from the family of Eli. So maybe that's what it means that you're going to die at the age of 18. So the Eitzah is, go learn Torah. And then you'll be able to live. So they went and they learned Torah, and it worked. And they called that they called that family Mishpachas Rabbi Yochanan. They named it after Rabbi Yochanan because he's the one that gave them the ability. The ability to live. So what, what Chida says, why did he tell them just to learn Torah? Didn't we just learn that learning Torah got, would buy you like an extra couple of decades? But Torah and Gavil's Chassan will get you a couple of more decades. Why didn't he tell them to do both? So it could be that he knew that they were already Yosek in Gavil's Chassan. So he wanted them to do more. Or, which is fascinating, because apparently the Gavil's Chassan wasn't working. Maybe the Gavil's Chassan only works if you also learn Torah. But if it's Chassan that's not based in Torah, then the Chassan is not going to work. Or, says the Chida, maybe the Zechus of Rabbi Yochum was only Lehem that he said and even without Kamil's Chasadim they were going to be able to, uh, to to survive and others suggest that he said go learn Torah and through learning Torah then you, you, you'll know to be Osik in Kamil's Chasadim otherwise you're not going to uh, without the Torah like we were saying before the Kamil's Chasadim may be empty without the Torah you're not going to be motivated to do Kamil's Chasadim or you're not going to even know what Kamil's Chasadim is without Torah the Kamil's Chasadim that a person does has 
to be uh, motivated by Torah. You see, very often that people that are bereft of Torah but are good-hearted people have all sorts of ideas that are very much against what uh, we're supposed to be doing. A person has to learn Torah in order to know what true chesed uh, really is. So it's also interesting that they called the whole family Mishpachas um, Rabbi Yochanan. They called it Rabbi Yochanan's family because he's the one that brought them uh, into uh, into existence. I once uh, wrote an article about naming babies, how to uh, choose a name for a child. So you do have it a lot of times in Shas that a baby is named after someone who uh, gave a psak or something that that, uh, that brought about that child's birth, that brought about uh, the existence or the survival of that uh, that child. So here's another example of that. Amra, so everyone should be named after like fertility doctors, right? There's really a bunch of kids that... Uh, but anyway, so Amra of Shmuel Bar Inyam Mishmei Darab Minayin L'Gzardin Shal Tzibur Shein L'Nechtam How do I know Gzardin of a Tzibur is not Nechtam uh, that, that, that it's never going to be sealed? Says Amra, Eno Nechtam? Vaksiv, Nechtam Avonaych Lefanai What do you mean it's not going to be sealed? It says Nechtam Avonaych Lefanai Now Nechtam is with a Chaf, not with a Ches but, but Nechtam means the stain, like a Kesem A Kesem means it's, it's a lasting stain So don't you see that, uh, that it, it, it remains uh, lasting? So you see that there must be a Chasim Asadin Otherwise, there wouldn't be a lasting stain on our record. Ella, no, what, what Rav Shmuel Barinya meant was that even though the Gzardin is going to be, uh, of the Tzibur is going to be sealed, but it will also be torn up. That Rav Baruch listens to us whenever we call out to him. But doesn't the Pasuk say that Hashem is only, you should only seek out Hashem when he's available. You know, Kiru also Karav, call out to him when he's Karav, when he's close. When it's a yachid, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not always available to the yachidim, but when it comes to the tzibur, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always available. When, are the, when is that time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is available to the yachidim? Dafka during the Aserah Simei Tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is available even to Yechidim. So the Pasuk says by David HaMelech that he sent Naval, uh, that he, uh, a message that he should uh, provide Mizonos for uh, his servants of Bishar, that they uh, they watched over Novel's sheep, and Novel refused to do that. Not only that, he was Mevaza David. So what was the punishment that Novel had? Novel is one of the people, Gemara says in Brachos, Kishmo Kenhu, that he was, uh, he was a Novel, he was a Novel. So that's why his name reflected what he was, uh, what his attitude was like. So the Pasuk says, Vayika Seres Hayyamim, Vayugov Hashem Es Novel. The Rakhosh Baruch Hu caused the Magefa against Novel. So the Gemara says, Asar Yom It takes one day for a person to die. What's the 10 days? That it was 10 days, and then Hashem punished Novel. Well, what was the 10-day reprieve? So David. He got a 10-day reprieve because he provided 10 meals worth to the Avde David, so that was something. He gave, because of the 10 meals that he gave the Avde David, he got a 10-day uh, delay on his on his Gzardin. No, it's because of Asar Yisimei Tshuva, that a person has an opportunity to do Tshuva for 10 days. Some of the Akronim understand that this means that it was literally during the Asar Tshuva. They say, no, it's connected the Asar Tshuva. That just like we have Asar Tshuva each and every year, Novel was given his own Asar Tshuva. He was given his 10 days to be able to do Tshuva. And the Mishnah said, Rosh Hashanah, everyone passed in front of Hashem Kivnei Maron. My Kivnei Maron, what does Kivnei Maron mean? 
So says Mar Hachatagimu Kivnei Amarna. Like Kivnei uh, Marun means like sheep. That uh, just like the sheep that you count uh, for Meiser Behema, you count them one by one in order to make sure that every tenth sheep gets marked off as Meiser Behema. So too we pass in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu one by one on Roshan. It's like going up this narrow incline where uh, they need to go single file, otherwise they'll fall off the cliff. So we go in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu also single file. Like the soldiers in David's army, that they would count them on their way out to war to make sure that there was a head count and they knew exactly how many soldiers were going out and how many soldiers were coming back in. All three explanations mean that we, are, we go in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu one by one. So that's what the Balei Agada and the people who, know, who uh, the Balei Drush come up with different uh, explanations of why we need these three, what these three models are of judgment in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Right? One classical explanation is that Kivnei Amarna means we're being judged as sheep, we're being judged as followers. Not only are we supposed to be leaders, we're very often called upon to be followers. We have to know how to follow our leaders, how to follow our Gedolei Torah. So sheep follow the shepherds, so we're being judged. Were we good as followers? Malus Beis Marun maybe represents the idea of, uh, of growing, of always going up, that we're being judged, not only by where we're stationed right now, but, but are we headed in the right direction? What's our trajectory? Are we going up? And Chayelu Shal Beis David is uh, like a battalion in an army. Each person has their own, uh, their own, uh, their own avoda and their own uh, role. And if you don't fulfill your role, even though it seems like a lesser role than somebody else, the whole thing will fall apart. If you don't have people that are, uh, you know, that are preparing the uniforms, you don't have people that are cleaning the guns, you don't have people that. So even though it may seem like a lesser role than some other people, the whole the whole army won't function without them. So we're being judged by whether we're we're fulfilling our roles in Klal That's one of many, many, many different interpretations that the Bali Drush have of why it is that there are three explanations in the Gemara of what Kivnei Marun means. Amar Rabbi Chanan Rabbi Yochanan that uh, each, even though we each pass in front of Hashem one by one, this is the less often quoted part of the Gemara. Hashem looks all, at all of us at one time. He then looks at the whole crowd. We find in our Mishnah that we're all Niskar and Biskira Achas because Mishnah brings a Raya that we're over in the front of Kivnei Marun from a Pasuk. What does that pasuk mean? My What does it mean? A yotzer yachad libam. Does it mean that Hashem makes the lave of everybody the same? That people have the same personalities, the same desires, the same wants, the same needs, the same weaknesses, the same vulnerabilities? Is that true? We know that's not true. That can't mean. Or that can't be what a yotzer yachad libam means. No, it must mean that the pasuk is telling me hayotzer. That the Yotzer is able to see their the, the lave all at the same time. And by looking by looking at one uh, panoramic view of Klal Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees what makes each of us tick and what makes each of us different from each other. Period. Now we move on to a new topic. The Mishnah discusses Sending Shluchei Bezin to let people know about uh, the the uh, about when Rosh Chodesh is. It used to be in the times uh, that we had a Sanhedrin, we were Makadish Luchodesh Al We waited for Edom to come, and we'd be Makabel the Edom, and uh, they would be made about the 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 Molad Alavana, and that's when Bezin was Makadish Luchodesh, and that became the first day of the of the month, and all of the uh, and, and that was critical to know because we had to, and the Bezin right away right away send out Shluchim to distant places. Uh, 
uh, to let people know both in Eretz Yisrael and in Chutzlars when Basin was Mekadish the Chodesh so that they'll be able to observe the Yom Tovim uh, properly and in places that the Shluchim did not uh, reach they made a Yom Tov Sheni because they didn't know if Rosh, uh, if Rosh Chodesh was Nikva on the 30th day of the previous month or the 31st day from the previous Rosh Chodesh and then once we stopped being Mekadish the Chodesh Al they were knowing to be Kover Rosh Chodesh Al Pi Haluach like we have now there's a, set, a Luach set up and there are knowing in Eretz Yisrael always to keep one day of Yom Tov in Chutzlar to keep two days of, uh, of, of Yom Tov now the Ritva points out well wait a second when they were Mekadish Al there were places in Chutzlar that got the news in time for Yom Tov and knew to only keep one day of Yom Tov and guess what there were places in Eretz Yisrael that didn't get the news in time and had to keep two days of Yom Tov but says the Ritva low plug since Al Pirov in Eretz Yisrael they found out in Chutzlar they didn't find out so that's the way we keep it in Chutzlar we do two days of Yom Tov in Eretz Yisrael we do one day of Yom Tov it's against the Rambam the Rambam assumes not that way the Rambam assumes that no we have to go back and look at where the Shluchi Basin arrived and that's the Minigav Hashem Yadim that you're supposed to keep the two days of Yom Tov for the places that the Shluchim did not arrive even within Eretz Yisrael and the one day of Yom Tov where the Shluchi Basin did arrive even in Chutzlar so we normally assume like the uh, like the Ritva uh, anyway so Al Shisha Kadash Mashluchim Yotzin for six months the Shluchim there are six months for which it's important to send out the Shluchim to let everybody know when uh, there was a Kiddush HaChodesh. Rashi writes that uh, they were Yotze, whether Bezdin was Ma'aber uh, or, or whether it was uh, Chaser. Uh, the, the question the Yachronim are, are bothered with is why weren't they Mesakid that the Shluchim will only go out when Bezdin is Makadish the Chodesh on the 30th day, when it was a Chodesh Chaser. And if it was a Chodesh Malay, the absence of Shluchim should tell everybody that it was a Chodesh Malay. Meaning, after all, isn't that what they did with Masi and Masuos that we're going to see in a few days from now? That they were the torches on the top of mountains so everyone could see. They didn't do it every month. They uh, lifted the torches, Dafka, in certain months. So when, when they were Makadish the Chodesh early. So Tori Evans says that since it's Efshalavar, why, why would we be Somech on, uh, on, on absence of evidence if you're able to provide evidence? So of course you should send uh, the Shluchim out. So Asama says, no, that we're, we, they were Choshesh, that maybe people aren't going to be Somech on the, on, on, on the fact that Shluchim hadn't arrived. They're going to say, oh, the Shluchim didn't come because they got caught up in the road, they got distracted, they got, uh, they got into an accident, a flat tire, but they're not going to realize what, uh, what uh, they're not going to realize that shluchin weren't actually sent. So we send out shluchin for everything. So we send out shluchin whether we're Ma'aber or not, says Rashi, but only for six months out of the year where it's really, really important to know in time to know whether they were Ma'aber the Chodesh or not. Al Nisan Pesach, so for Nisan, certainly they had to do so for Pesach. Rashi says that they would travel up until Pesach except for on Shabbosos, and the same with Av and Tishrei. So the Yacharim raised the question, uh, why, why don't they keep on traveling on Pesach and Chalamoed? Maybe they can get there in time for Yom Tov Achron Shal Pesach. At least that they should be able to get right. But Rashi says, no, they would only travel up until Pesach. Al-Av they would go out in Chodesh Av in order to let people know when Tisha B'Av is, uh, is, going, is going to be, either Bizman Chobin Abayis when they observe Tisha B'Av, or if you assume like that day that even Bizman Bayasheni, they were Misana B'Tisha B'Av, so during Bizman Bayasheni they would have to go out to let people know about Tisha B'Av, right? Because Tisha B'Av is about the Chobin Abayis. So what were they, <laughs> if there was a base of English, were they going out telling everyone when Tisha B'Av is going to be? They didn't have to, there was no, uh, there, there was no fast. Uh, El some hold that Bayasheni, 
Shani, they did have uh, Tishbav because uh, they, they were still commemorating the Chorban in the first base Hamigdash and the second base Hamigdash was nothing in comparison to the uh, to the first base Hamigdash. That's what the, so the, the Navi says that in the uh, days of the, uh, the when they when they came back after Galdus Babel and they built the second base Hamigdash, the young people were so happy and the older people were crying and the older people were saying, "We remember what a real base Hamigdash. We remember how beautiful the first base Hamigdash was, and that this pales in uh, in comparison." I think Rav Shachter just told us that when they had the Chagas uh, Micha, uh, the first Chagas Micha in YU many, 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 many years ago, and uh, Dr. Revel asked for Moshe Salavechik to uh, d- deliver the address to the Musmachim. So he said over that Pasuk, and he said that uh, he remembers what a Rav used to look like in Europe. So he said, everyone here is celebrating and is so happy. I'm crying. I'm looking at the kind of Rabbanim that we're producing in America that it doesn't compare to what a Rav was in Europe. So Dr. Revel didn't know what to do with himself. It was supposed to be a celebration, and he, uh, and he uh, whatever. Okay, so uh, so so al elul may Rosh Hashanah, and on elul for Rosh Hashanah, in order that they should know when Rosh Chodesh El is going to be, because on the thirtieth day after that, you have to celebrate uh, Rosh Hashanah. Al Tishrei may Takanos Hamuados, and they would go out for Tishrei to let people know when Yom Kippur is and when uh, Sukkot is. Al Kislev Mipnei Chanukah, and they have to go out to let people know about Kislev for Chanukah to know when Chafei uh, Kislev is going to be. Val Adar Mipnei Apurim, and for Adar Adar for Purim, Ukshvei Besamikshkayim Yotzin Af Al Iyar Mipnei Pesach Katan. And when there was a Besamikdash around, they would go out even for Chodesh Iyar as well because of Pesach Sheni, and they had to uh, that, that uh, people had to be aware of when uh, when Pesach when Pesach Sheni was. The Tori Evan writes that we have to be Goris Yotzin Al Iyar without the word Af because Mashmah of Afal Iyar is that there were seven months that would go out, that we're adding an extra one. But it's not true because Bisman and Bayis, they wouldn't go out al Av Mepneatainis because they were not Misana at all. So one was switched out for the other. Meaning, uh, by, by, there, when there was a base of Mikdash around, they'd go out for Iyar because there was Pesach Sheni, and there was no, but not Av because there was no Tishabav. When it's not Bisman base of Mikdash, they would go out for Av, but not for Iyar. There's no reason to know Pesach, uh, Pesach Sheni. The Rambam, however, in the Pirish Hamishnah, Writes that Bebayasheni, like we mentioned before, they would fast on Tishabav. And therefore, there is this af. It is a seventh month that they would go out because even when during Bayasheni, they would still have to. Um, even during Bayesheni, they would still have to go out for Chodesh Av. So says Gemara. Uh, the Mishnah said that they would uh, they would, that, uh, that that they would uh, they would only go out for these six months. Why don't we send out Shluchim for Chodesh Tammuz and Chodesh Teves? They also have fast days. There's a Shavas or Tammuz, there's a Sar Teves. Meaning we're willing to send out Shluchim for Chodesh Av because there's Tishabav. Why is Tammuz and Teves any less? So the Amr of Chana Barbizna, Amr of Shemuel Chasida, Maidichsev. What does the Pasuk? mean in the Navi Zechariah when he sends a message to those who asked after the Binyan Bayasheni whether they have to continue to cry and to fast on the Dalit Somos because after all now we have a base Amigdash so he said Ko Amar Hashem Tzavakos So says Hashem Tzom HaRavi Vitzom HaChemishi Vitzom HaShvi Vitzom HaSiri Yeh LeBais Yehuda L'Sasun L'Simcha No need to fast on these fast days anymore now they're going to be days of Sasun and Simcha so I asked the Gemara Karilu Hu Tzom V'Karilu Sasun Simcha how can he call them Tzom and at the same time call them days of Sassan and Simcha. If they're going to turn to Sassan and Simcha, you shouldn't call them a tzom anymore. He should have said, Hayamim Shahayu Tzom, Yil Sassan and Simcha. 
Why does he refer to them as Tzom Arvi, Tzom Achamishi? So uh, it must be Bizman Shalom that the the rule is that when there's going to be Shalom, which Machlok uh, Shalom, whether it just means that the Gayim don't control us, or it means when there's a base of Megdash, Yil Sasan Simcha, then it's going to be Sasan and Simcha. But ain't Shalom when there's no Shalom, then Tzom, then they're they're going to go right back to being Tzom. So now, th- therefore, the Gemara's Kasha is a strong Kasha. Why not send out Shluchim for Tammuz and Teves? Mishnah, the base was already destroyed when they were writing this, the, these Mishnayas, because it says in the Mishnah, so it sounds like it was already in past tense, and there was a, there were the, the Gayim were in control of us, so it should have been a time of Tzom, so why aren't we setting out Shluchim for that? Now this is how we dash in the Pasuk. When there's Shalom, it should be Sosan Simcha. When there's Gzer Shmad, then Tzom. But in Gzer Shmalchus, in Shalom, if you don't have a base of Mishnah, but there's also no Gzeris Malchus, then Ratsu Misanin, Ratsu Ein Misanin. Then we have the option of fasting or not fasting. Machlokas, we showed him what that means. We have the option of fasting or uh, or not fasting. Who has the option of fasting or not fasting? The Rambam holds that each and every individual gets to decide if they're going to observe these fast days or not. And if I feel like I want to, I can. If I feel like I don't want to, then I don't have to. The Ramban in Torah Adam and the Rush write that, no, 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 it's not up to the individual. It's Talib Rov Yisrael, that if Rov Yisrael decides that they're going to make fast days out of this, they make fast days out of it. But if Rov Yisrael decides that they're not going to make fast days out of it, then nobody makes a fast day out of it. So since Bizman HaMishnah it wasn't a time of Shemad, but it also wasn't a time of Shalom, so it was totally in their own uh, what they wanted. So you have a stira in the puzzle, it's not a stira. The Torah is saying you have options. It could be a time of Tzom, or it could be a time of Sosom Simcha. Ihachi, Tishbab Nami. So if that's, if it's totally in their Ratzon, so Tishbab should also be Talui in their Ratzon. And why do we have to send out Shluchim for Tishrei? It also depends on whether people are interested in fasting Tishbab or not. So, what? Uh, of yeah, yeah for Tishba they meant. So uh, so they uh, so so it should also be totally in their uh, in their ratzon. So Amra Papa shiny Tishba of whole v'huch b'lubot tzaros. That Tishba is different because there are so many tzaros that happen on Tishba that uh, that ratzon it's not totally in our ratzon. Damar but Tishba of Charav Bais Berishona u'bishnia on Tishba both by the mitzvahs were destroyed. Vinilkada Beitar and Beitar was captured in the, in the days of Ben Chaziva. Vinach Rishayir and the base of mitzvahs in Yerushalayim was. Uh, over by Tunisrofus, and uh, since there were so many tsaros, so we have that we, we observe Tishbab as if it's a chov, even though uh, the other fast days are totally in the rut zone of people. Asks Tosos in the top Tosos, Shivasu Batamas also had five things that happened. The Gemara Masech Titus lists five things that happened in Tishbab, the, these same five that we just listed here, and five things that happened in Shivasu Batamas. So says Tosos, yeah, but Chorben Besamigdash is bigger. So uh, since Chorben Besamigdash happened in Tishbab, so the five of Tishbab are bigger than the five of plus he says happened twice so makes it even worse the same sorry being happening twice makes it even worse there are four things Rabbi Kiva Darshan that I don't Darshan similar to him. Tzomarvi is the ninth day of Tammuz. Tzomarvi is the ninth day of Tammuz. 
That's when there was a siege laid on the city. Why is that called the Tzoma Revi? Because Revi Lechadashim, Tammuz is the fourth month from Nisan. Tzoma Chanishi Zetishabav, Shabbat Nisaf Beisal Kenan, that's the day of the burning of the Beis Amikdash. Why is it called the Tzoma Chanishi? Chanishi Lechadashim, Av is the fifth month. Tzoma Shvi Zeshloshim Tishrei, Tzoma Shlishi is the third day of Tishrei, Shabbat Nara Gedali Ben Achikam, that's when Gedali Ben Achikam was killed. Umi Arago Yishmal Ben Etanya Arago, and Yishmal Ben Etanya is the one that killed him. Yachron raised the question, that's a Pasuk. I, I need the Gemara to tell me who killed him. The Pasuk tells me who kills them. But that we have a fast day for the killing of Gedali ben Achikam tells me that the Misa Sadikim is as uh, significant an event as the burning of the base of Mikdash. Why do we call that the Tzoma Shvi? Shvi, it's the seventh month of the year. Tzoma Siriza Melech Bavel al Yerushalayim. That's when he started to the 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 to see, the siege on Yerushalayim. Shnei Marvid Var Hashem Elay B'Shan Atzis B'Chodesh Asiri B'Asol Chodesh Leimor Benadim Ksavul Chodesh Shemay Yomer Said Shemay Yomer Zeh Samach Melech Bavel al Yerushalayim. V'Amar Kari Le Asiri. Why is it called Asiri? Asiri LeChadashim because it's the tenth month of the year. V'Lo Hayer Rotli Zalicht of Rishon. Really, the last of these events should have been mentioned first because chronologically it was the first one to happen. V'Lama Nicht of Kan. Why is it written last? K'Dei Lahasir Chadash because we're going in order of the months, not in order of the events that actually happened. But I don't say this way. I think Tzomasiri is not Asar B'Teves. It's the fifth day of Teves. What happened then? That's when the Shmuel came to the Golos, uh, the people who were in Babel, that Yerushalayim was destroyed. And they made a tainus on that day. And I think I am more correct, says Rabbi Shimon, than Rabbi Akiva is. Because going to my interpretation, the, the Pasuk is listing the days in chronological order. He's flipping the order. Because according to him, Tzomasiri, which is written last, happened first. Rabbi Kiva obviously learns the Pasuk that it's going in order of the months. So since uh, the 10th month is after the 7th month, so that's why it's listed where it is in the Pasuk. But I think the Pasuk is listing the, the events in order that they actually happen, the chronology that they actually uh, happened. Okay, we fell a little bit behind, but tomorrow's a short enough. So that's when we'll pick up at Itmar tomorrow. Everyone have a great day. Oh, thank you. Thank you.